Hello, amazing BTS family. This is Dicer, one third of the uh, B Team crew that brings you behind the scenes with a little bit of an apology before we get started. This episode's going to be, shall we say, different? Uh, we had some technical difficulties with Jonathan's microphone that we only discovered after the recording and of course we recorded for three hours and then find out his audio is unusable so what we're going to do is this what you are hearing are as best as i can put it together uh the podcast we recorded without jonathan's input now that makes me sad maybe on the next episode jonathan can pipe in on all the stuff that we missed but for now we'll give you as much as we can we didn't want to leave you with an empty pod feed this week so here as best as i can put it together is the behind the scenes from this week hope you enjoy it come at me kubrick (laughs) welcome to behind the sins Presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins and Danae Hughes. Chris. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. You may have to explain that one today. <laughs> Not everyone is on Discord. No, there was something really crazy fun that happened. Uh, super fast recap. We have a Discord, which is mm-hmm. like a, I don't know, it's like a channel where everybody hangs out and chat rooms and stuff. Very active. Lots of fun. And the behind the scenes chat room had an explosion of activity on November 8th, which became Chris Day. Well, yeah, we we, uh, we christened our chat room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essentially, it's that there's many Chris's. And like Chris Atkinson should be Chris number one. And then it'll be a fight over which is Because there were several people actually named Chris. Yes. Who, you know, are fans of the show and active there. And then all of a sudden it it turned into everyone changing their username to something to do with Chris. Right, like I was diced Chris. All these clever ones. And then like the real Chris Atkinson showed up in the chat. Everyone's mind was blown. Jeremy, the the Chriserator or whatever he said. Yeah, like Jeremy joined in. He joined in, which is shocking and exciting. Uh, so it was just a lot of fun and silliness. Um, so now they're deciding like other dates throughout the oh, year no. where everyone changes their name to like something to do with Jonathan or Dicer yeah. or whatever. I guess so, it was on April Fool's Day. That's my special day. I'm going to set the timer. You have 12 <laughs> seconds to explain. Thanks. Thanks. We've talked about the number 41 before. April 1st is 41. Um, so that's that's my favorite number. Uh, my oldest son was born on April 1st. Uh, the weekend I came back to life was April 1st, uh, also Easter weekend. And so, yeah, it's just been kind of a, a big day in my life several, several different times. Yeah. So, so. he claimed four one as yeah. the dice day. Yeah. It's just goofiness. Yeah. It's no. just fun. They were trying to give me the whole month of December, but, yeah, uh, but I were. said, that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. Not for little old me. That's too much guys. Uh, you know what we should also talk about though, is today and we're recording on Monday. We don't release until later on the week, but technically today is also Veterans Day. Yeah. So we should at least like honor those Shout who have served veterans. our country, their families, all those who come around to support those men and women who yeah. give of their time, talent, energy, and sometimes their lives for this country. And we just, we want and to take a second to honor you guys. Different than Memorial Day. Yeah. Right? Because Memorial Day is... For those who have... Those who died in service. Yes. Or those, or veterans who have passed on even, yes. I think. Uh, but yeah, this is just honoring anybody who's actually served. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for your service. Do you have anybody in your family that served? Um, yes, I do have family members who have served. I don't have any active family members, but I have a lot of friends 
whose husbands or wives are active in the military. Um, like my friend Abby, her husband is deployed right now and they have an autistic son. And so I talk to her every week just to kind of stay in touch and, you know, be some support for her. And there's just a lot of sacrifice in those families on yeah. a lot of different levels because, you know, also the military sees things and knows things that are going on in our country and in the world uh, that are sort of meant to shield us in a way from danger. And so they kind of they carry a lot of burdens for us. And so I just think even though I, in my personal experience, if I've ever thanked a vet, it's it's gotten awkward. Like they don't want it in a way. Like right. I've never had someone be like, you're welcome. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's always it's, like, don't mention it kind of a thing. Yeah. And for some of them, it is painful when you mention it. Yeah. And so it's a little awkward. Many of them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I'm glad that we have a. I'm glad we have a day to just pause and reflect on that because it hasn't always been this way. We haven't always supported those who have been in the military, yeah. like in the United States history. Well, I've talked about I, not to get too philosophical or serious. I've talked about my pacifism. I hate war. I, I think war is always a mistake. That is a personal belief of mine. Um, you know, it's and I believe me, the conversations you're having in your brain that you would have with me. I've had them with with friends. And, and I believe talk- that you just say, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> OK, don't at me. No, I don't. I actually don't mind. Uh, talking about this stuff, uh, you know, but here's the thing. I can at the same time honor the people who have sacrificed for my freedom for those kind of things yeah. and at the same time wish nobody had to. Yeah. You know, like those mm-hmm. things are not contradictory in my mind. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good day uh, to honor those who have served. So thank you, Danae. That was a good way to kick off the show. So you want to just get into it then? Let's do it. All right. Let's hit it off with this inside scoop. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the uh, videos from the Sins universe this week. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the process of sending them, maybe how we felt about the stuff we're sending in general. Uh, We'll start off with TV Sins this week, which kind of a crazy thing week going on over at TV Sins. Yeah, if you want to really get behind the scenes, it's been nuts. We're we're figuring some, we we had originally planned to do some uh, office videos, and we're figuring some stuff out behind the scenes on that, on how to get those uh, ready for YouTube, but uh, we were able to kind of move stuff around, and so we have two of our anthology shows uh, for the month this week, starting off with Twilight Zone, the OG Twilight Zone. This is a Hughes Watkins script, so Danae and Justin wrote on this. Um, Justin. Did I say Justin? You did. Sorry. Yeah. I, you're thinking about him because we talked about look, him a little bit. Look, it's two in the afternoon. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> your your brain, brain is a different spot. My brain is not firing on post-run cylinders. Uh, no, this was a Danae Jonathan script. Uh, this is a classic for a reason. Uh, this is really the granddaddy of anthology shows. And I know there were others even around that time. Um, and anthology radio shows were a big thing. So that's why anthology TV shows kind of followed up. And But Twilight Zone, I, I think of as the granddaddy uh, of them all. Uh, Danae, do you ever watch old Twilight Zone episodes or have ever watched them in your life? This is my very first one. What were your thoughts? Well, first of all, I had no idea who was going to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait a second. Is that? <gasps> this William Shatner! <laughs> like super young i got way overly hyped about it like, i got way too excited about it being william like, oh, shatner he's cute oh absolutely he's so cute <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was fun to see him like young and i had a really good time with like the set design and the the fx mm-hmm. uh or all, lack thereof yeah it was really exciting to see how they put together something that was meant that this thrilling thing without all of the stuff that we have now 
And it wasn't that long ago. So no. it's just like perspective on how far cinema has come and movie making or TV oh, making sure. or whatever has come yeah. in a really, really short amount of time. I'm just thinking about like when the the gremlin sort of like lifts his arms up and just floats away on the wind. <laughs> I thought that was so funny to watch because I could just imagine that he's on like a little pulley system and a sound studio somewhere. Yeah. And I had so many questions about how he like floats away in the wind and then comes back. But I didn't send that part of it or whatever. But I really I just really, really had a good time watching it. Yeah. Well, it is. So, this has been parodied so many times. Well, I rem- I'm watching this episode and I'm like, I remember this. And I sort of prepared myself to see a really scary gremlin creature with like super sharp teeth. And I had a very specific vision in mind of what this gremlin was going to mm. look like. Yeah. And so then whenever it's the reveal and it's this like furry ape thing, I, I was like, wait, Bigfoot furry. What? What is that? I got so confused. Is there a more well-known Twilight Zone episode than this one? The 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 one I just accidentally was trying to see if I had seen another episode and I just saw another image. The one with that little mannequin doll. Uh, the no, it's not called that. Um, the ventriloquist doll. I don't think that one's more well-known than this one, though. Because I just looked up a quick, like, top ones. Time Enough at Last was the second one mentioned on this particular list that's pulled up. Eye of the Beholder was another one. That's that's the only one I think might be as famous as 20,000 Feet. I got into Twilight Zone late, uh, later. I mean, obviously, I wasn't there in 1959. Even growing up, I was more a Hitchcock guy. So I was watching, like, the old Hitchcock Presents episodes and so i didn't really get into twilight zone until later and it, it it doesn't listen it ages well in some ways but it also ages very poorly in other ways you know so there's there you know my suspension of disbelief is different as a you know 20 something year old you know in the in the uh 2000s than it than it might be as you know somebody growing up with it but i i like it i think it's i mean i think it's a great show i love the the metaphors i love the twists and turns all that kind of stuff so some of my favorite parts uh, from the video itself, uh, I enjoyed. Uh, that's not a monster. That's a Bigfoot furry. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, and then uh, Gremlin shoes. The fact that you can like see the shoes yeah. on the Gremlin was hilarious to me. And I don't know that I would have noticed it. Uh, <laughs> so that was a Bass Pro sin right there. That was a good catch. I want to make it work. Listen, guys, there's, I it's just going to make it happen. <laughs> There was a scene um, where somebody knocked on the cockpit door for something and the sin was just like, yeah, even before 9-11, that was not something you do. And I was like, well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of things have changed. How they put their stuff in the stowaway compartment overhead has changed so much. It was literally just a shelf. There was mm-hmm. no like you didn't close anything. Right. Um, smoking on the plane, the, the casualness of everything was very, very different. I mean, all those things have shifted. There was more room. There was a lot more room. Yeah. (laughs) People were up and walking about. That's the thing. I actually kind of remember this even from growing up um, plane rides when I was growing up, that it was a lot more sociable. In, if you understand what, like people would get up and walk around and have conversations with other people and you get on a plane now and you just you're you know you're your sardine and you're staying in your seat and unless you have intestinal issues as mentioned in the video <laughs> uh, you're just going to stay in your seat and mm-hmm. mind your own business well good video i enjoyed it it was good stuff oh well that's good because uh, if you didn't like it that would be awkward <laughs> 
<sighs> I just wouldn't say anything. Uh, you know, the I really like because in the comments, somebody mentioned that they remembered also just remember things from how things used to be on planes. Uh, the paper cups that yeah. was brought up that they really had experienced his uh, Rick Valeski was like uh, when she gives Bob the water, you think it's a weird paper cup. And I'm old enough to remember that they had those and they were really weird and they didn't last long. It's a terrible way to serve water. <laughs> Well, they still have that. You don't remember the like the cup dispensers that are like that. But, that have- but those are kind of coated in like a wax on the outside. This was legit like an origami paper, which I remember making when I was in school. Right, it was a yeah, cool yeah. thing to make an origami paper cup. And then yeah. you go to the water fountain and you have three seconds to drink the water before it disintegrates or falls yeah. apart. Yeah, and exactly. it was one of those cups. It was really interesting to see that in the in the show. And now that's how our straws are again. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed watching Twilight Zone and I can see myself watching... Oh, yeah. Watching other ones. Yeah, I think because it's so removed, it's definitely more of like a mental thing. And at the very end, there's like this whole comp, like there's this whole like deep thoughts about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, life in the universe or whatever. Well, yeah, it's very metaphorical. Rod yeah. Serling always wanted. He was always saying something. With, yeah. I shouldn't say always. But, but I don't know part. what he was saying. And I tried. Listen, my, <laughs> I, I'm a very brilliant woman. I don't want to like discount my intellect at all. But I did not understand a lick of what was going on. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. I totally get what's happening. So it's one of those things where I would need to write it down and maybe read it instead of having like, having like listened to him to try to really get what he was saying or go read a blog. That is a great transition into our next TV sins. Did you do that on purpose? Which is (laughs) Fargo. Uh, this was a Dicer Watkins script. Uh, Justin and I wrote on this. I did that on purpose that time. It was Jonathan and I, uh, that wrote on this. Uh, and Boy, is this show amazing. Oh, my goodness. This is one of the best shows ever made. Now, you're right. It's a different kind of anthology, right? Where it's a seasonal anthology. So every season is a different story. It's not an episodic anthology. Um, And of course, we're doing the first season since we're doing the pilot. But yeah, I'm just I'm in love with this show. It's like the good place with murder and mayhem. Um, It's it's kind of like it's funny because that is kind of the Coen Brothers aesthetic, right? It is that, uh, you know, the Coen Brothers are kind of famous for having that like goofy, fun, joyful kind of thing like the good place except it's it's about all these dark areas of kind of human nature which is 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 fascinating to me the performances are fabulous the humor is fabulous the the plotting is so intricate and beautiful the the show itself is beautiful the cinematography is gorgeous like it's just such a well done show there were several times during sinning this show that usually when i sin something i will pause and i'll write a pause and a write. There were several times in this one I had to pause because I was laughing and I had to wait till I was done laughing to actually keep going. That's very unusual for me. The, but like there are just those moments in one of them I, I put in the script of Billy Bob when he says, you know, who, you know, who, who do you think you are or whatever? And he just kind of looks around. And he's like, uh, me. <laughs> and I just laughed for like 30 seconds. That's who that was. Yeah. Okay. Billy Bob Thornton. Mm hmm. He's good. Danae, do you have any experience with this show? No, I have no experience with so this show. So watching the, the Sins video. Super confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a recurring theme. <laughs> this is going to be my life now. Like, it's just, I'm just very confused. Anything that I haven't seen, I'm just like, what was happening? In fact, <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, so like, my first question is, what's with the deer? And then it just goes from there. There's just yeah. so, it's, yeah. it's just so much. Why was he in the trunk? Uh, yeah. at the, one of the outtakes is somebody getting attacked in the yard. I don't understand how did the guy break his nose and why was he, why the other, why did Billy Bob say he'd kill somebody? Well, and, all those answers and are, more. are beautiful. 
Like if like it's it is kind of one of the it is a weird one in that I unlike many others, you aren't going to watch the sins video and understand the plot because it's so intricately plotted. Like yeah, I, I kind of picked up on that um, as I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really beautifully done. Well, I love I love that. And I think that's might be why you guys likened it to the good place is because it has that similar feeling that, you know, so, sometimes you watch a show and you're like, they don't even know what they're doing. And it's sort of like they're making it up as they go. And right. even though it's entertaining to watch, it's still sort of annoying because does anything really matter if you're just going to keep making stuff up? And and then there are some shows where everything is thought through. Oh, it seems that everything is thought through, which feels like my time is respected, which I've mentioned before. But that's right. that's it's a really valuable thing for me. If I'm going to invest my time into watching something, it's two categories. It's stupid crap that doesn't mean anything that I can like multitask in the background, like MasterChef or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then there's stuff that you want to watch and absorb. And if it's something that I'm watching and absorbing, I really appreciate it if it's thought through. It all feels so authentic. Too. Like the characters all feel like they're making choices those characters would make as quirky and strange as they are. And, and by the way, Martin Freeman, who we haven't really talked about specifically, is just so great. Is that Bilbo Baggins? Yeah. In fact, in the video, I, I call him Bilbo Watson okay, at one okay. point because he also plays oh, Watson right. and yeah, Sherlock yeah, yeah, yeah. Holmes. Um, immediately after watching the movie, I or the movie, the uh, video, I went to the website to find the CinemaSins motto poster. And I feel like uh, Jeremy needs to buy a poster for every studio or house so that we have like the CinemaSins motto poster up. <laughs> the what if you're right and they're wrong. Yeah. And they do sell those. So I'm like, we need to have those. Well, I up think you just found your Christmas gift for the team. In the studio. <laughs> you know, we can get it framed or whatever where it says CinemaSins motto sort of on the bottom uh-huh, or whatever. Yeah. Like a little, a little plaque. I love the idea of <laughs> retroactively fitting these sins yeah. we made up into actual truth. Yes. You you know, like all of a sudden that actually is the CinemaSins model. Well, it's really, to me, that stuff would be really fun because then if there's ever a picture and uh-huh. somebody were to make the connection, it's like, that's really in their studio. Yeah. Like that just yeah. seems fun. And, and then we- down the road, pe- people, you know, will be like, oh, that really was their motto when they wrote that <laughs> sin. It's like, nope, got the order reversed. Got the order reversed. Uh, what were some of your other thoughts on the video, Danae, since you were on the outside looking in? Well, I have a lot of questions. Okay, um, that's fine. This one's can really, that. really important. Okay. Why was he massaging the meat? <laughs> is that something because that people do? Yeah, no, I think it's you're supposed to get like the flavors in and the oh, massages okay. the flavors uh-huh. in or whatever. But that is the beauty of this world, right? Like this it's just so weird and quirky and people do weird and quirky things. Yeah. And- I also wanted to know if uh the shoveling snow comment was from personal experience. It, yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up in Michigan, there's definitely a right way to shovel snow. And starting in the middle of the freaking parking lot is not the right way to shovel snow. That's just so weird. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, you are a moron. And you live in Minnesota. There's no way you don't know this. So, yeah, that was absolutely me. If for no other reason, when you walk out there, you're packing the snow tighter on your way out. And that's harder to shovel. So shovel the snow when it's fresh. Nobody's walked on it. It's just- funny because you're so mad because it's so real. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much, I mean, I had so many questions about what sure. was going on. So truly, it's another one of those examples for me when I watch a video where I leave it going, I want to know what's going on. And I could clearly tell from the way you guys send the show that you really enjoyed it. 
you can kind of you, you can kind of get from a script if there's like a respect for it. We're going to get to The Shining here in a little bit. Yeah. That's another one. Well, you can kind of you feel the, there's respect for the show. There's respect for Twilight Zone. Yeah. But then there's also Sins. But sometimes there's there's a show or a movie that's just total crap, well, and you just get to dump on it. But not this, this wasn't week. That. It, and we'll keep getting there. But this week is every single thing we send last yeah. week is like a classic. Uh, I also have to say I'm the one that had the New Yorker, the Chrysler New Yorker, growing up. We. Uh, had that car and we thought it was the coolest thing that if you left your door open it would tell you your door is ajar and then in unison we would all be like no it's not it's a door <laughs> and now you see why i turned out to be the person i am and why you today. have the children that you do <laughs> yes there has been a request in the discord for you to tell more of your kids stories oh they'll be in the outtakes for sure we forgot it last week we'll make up for it this week Let's move on to music video sins. Dua Lipa. Don't start is the video. Uh, Barrett, of course, wrote on it, and he sent in some thoughts this week. Yeah, he did. Uh, on the video, we figured rather than us just laughing at it and <laughs> saying how amazing it is, uh, yeah. we get a little bit behind uh, the writer. So, what did Barrett have to say? Um, he said that he was mostly confused about everything in the video. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he thought the song was pretty generic. There was like a genericness to the song. Yes. And he also mentioned, though, that he and Chris both really like the artist. They've actually gone to her show before. So they dig her music. But this particular track was, and I'll quote him here, a big old plate of meh. <laughs> M-E-H. Yeah, meh. Um, and then he also mentioned, and the top changing colors really bothered me. <laughs> so, the top changing, oh, her, the top yeah, she was wearing. The, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So those are kind of like his overall Well, because thoughts. that top didn't look like an easy change top either. No. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a, a very basic uh, video and song. I, I think the song's fun. I like pop music. It doesn't have to be, you know, too extremely amazing for me to enjoy it. It kind of has this thing message wise that we've talked about before where it's like, I'm done with you. I've moved on, but I'm writing a whole song about it. <laughs> like, so have you really moved on or, you know, it kind of that's it's a weird feel when you have to be so forcefully telling somebody that you're you're done with them. There's almost an element of protest too much to it. Have you ever had those moments when you're watching a sins video and you're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that was your moment. That was one for me. I was like, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If you really moved on. Yeah. Why are we talking about it? I actually I felt that way about writing the the sin about uh, Shatner delivering his lines that it took him a really long time before he delivered his next line. Uh -huh. And how I didn't know if it was like dramatic tension or if it was just Shatner's line delivery. I, I felt so proud of that because yeah. I actually knew that about him. That wasn't me researching and figuring it out. Right. I knew. So, yeah, I, we I call those uh, Archimedes sins. Yeah. Because they're Eureka do. moments. Uh, and he was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm like making how, it up on the fly, everybody. <laughs> which I still don't understand. We've got our starfish sins, our bass pro sins. Are our you Archimedes. keeping track of these? Absolutely, hundred percent. You promise? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to have your little your fun way of saying stuff. That's okay. What I say. Well, I just at some point in time, I really need this handbook because I'm still <laughs> well, very confused so about my job. <laughs> I've just I've just dumped okay. three so far. <laughs> okay, starfish, fair bass enough. pro, and Archimedes. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And you wrote it down. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, I think the woodblock in this song is fascinating to me. Like if, as you're listening to the song, just in the background, there's just this like woodblock clicking. I don't know. I've just never heard that, that kind of, uh, use in music. Uh, I think it's fascinating that a music video did the start with the finish thing that movies do where it's like five hours earlier. And I'm just like, come on in a music video. 
That made no sense to me. Uh, Dramatic tension, okay? Yeah, yeah, of course. Except for it's not, because it doesn't mean anything by the end. No, that was that was really shocking and surprising. Also, the sudden appearance of a masquerade ball. That was, anyways, just like Barrett said, confusion all around. Like, what is happening? Uh, and then the line, at least he got one last male gaze in, uh, really, really struck a chord with me. I thought that was great. Good stuff um, all around. I really love the calibrated and ready to sin. I, I feel like that some days whenever I'm like, I'm ready for this. Like, yeah. oh, you think that I'm not, you know, here we go. <laughs> I really like that the way that was worded. And I also like the, uh, the line, I'm not where you left me at all. <laughs> he sins by saying, nope, this time I'm in the woman's room <laughs> because she's in so many places in this video. Yeah. I, that's one where I laughed with, I didn't realize that I thought that was that funny until, yeah, was, until it happened like, and yeah. all of a sudden you're dying. Yes. Yep, no, yep. I get it. It was super fun. That is the beauty. Uh-huh. Uh, let's move on to cinema sins. Uh, a couple more classics. The shining was the first cinema sin uh, video of the week. Uh, that was an Atkinson share joint. So Chris and Barrett writing on this one. Um, let's talk about the movie itself. Uh, I'm pretty safe in assuming Danae has never watched Stephen King's The Shining or Stanley nope. Kubrick's The Shining, I should say. No, Would no. Be more, if you're a film buff, the stuff that Kubrick's doing here is kind of mind blowing. He this seems is- like a real jerk. <laughs> Kubrick? Yeah. Why does he seem like a jerk? I'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I'm excited <laughs> to get there. But like, no, this movie is incredibly beautiful. It is technically precise. Like Kubrick is so detailed with the way he looks at the screen. That overhead shot of the hedge maze is just mind blowing. I rewatched this uh, before going to see Dr. Sleep uh, recently. And in watching it again, I just in a, in the 4K transfer, by the way, if you haven't seen, it's just so gorgeous. Uh, it is it is that kind of movie. Now, here's where I get sacrilegious. I don't actually think the story's all that good. I I it is it is one of those movies where the visuals are doing all of the work. And when I and when I say visuals, I, I'll include the performances as well because the performances are kind of part of the aesthetics. There's nothing wrong with being simple. But this is a very simple movie, and I just, you know, it's not necessarily a story that appeals to me. I, I just, it's it's one of those things where I am not a Kubrick fan. I don't really like his movies on a story level because I think he emphasizes the, that technical preciseness and beauty above using those images to tell the story better. Now, this is one of those movies where the images do help inform the story, um, unlike some of his, uh, some of his others. But I feel like Kubrick just kind of he kind of gets lost in his own um, genius, if that makes sense. And I, I think it impacts the way the movie plays uh, for me. For me, come at me, Kubrick. <laughs> I'm ready. I love, how, I love how you make his name three syllables. Yeah. Kubrick. Kuber. <laughs> um, first of all, I don't want to be disrespectful to people who love film and love the director. He is a since genius I, director. Since I haven't ever seen this before, and you're talking about like such a genius and how it's laid out in front of you, yeah. and this is my first time to see any of it, I feel like I've done a major disservice to yeah. what this movie represents for like the history of film and things like that. So sure. here's my experience in in sending or in watching the 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 video. So I, I started to watch it to prep for the show, and because of the sins and what was being said about like his genius and this shot and blah blah blah, I accidentally wasted spent <laughs> almost an hour just reading about The Shining and reading about 
like how it was created. Oh, then I then I do know why you think he's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. So I learned I learned interesting things like how he decided to make this movie, which which was <clears throat> from a like, shot in order in order. Yeah. And then also just that records were broken with how many times he would make the actors and actresses redo. It wasn't just her, but it was like every person yeah. had to do it over and over and over again. And it's because he said that they were unprepared and that when they came to like that, he he would make them do it over and over again because he wanted to get to the point where they were working on the emotion rather than the lines. Right. Yep. And I think at some point in time, it's like, do we really see that as an audience? Is that really what we're seeing when we're watching this? Or is that something that you are? Well, there's a line somewhere, right? Because yeah, I think but, it is but, something we but, see a little bit. Yeah, sure, sure. But I feel like, and listen, I don't have any research or any experience with this person beyond my very minimal uh, random keeping tabs dive today. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. But as I'm thinking about the kind of personality that would do what he did and have people redo it so many times it just seems a little crazy Controlling? like a little crazy person yeah you know like i don't want to be around somebody well there's that... a reason there's a reason people talk of genius as being on the same place as insanity like they're you know they're kind yeah. of the same thing in a lot of ways somebody gave him money and they gave him authority and to do what, what he did and so and he made this film and i know a lot of people love it and there's obviously some really interesting cinematic stuff you guys are talking about uh, like blood in the elevators and just these various things that are, are being done visually that you guys mm-hmm. really appreciated. I didn't, I didn't get to like really get into that stuff because I was more interested in what makes him, what makes him Kubrick. Cause you guys mentioned him quite a bit in the script. Uh, so I was like, okay, who is this Kubrick person? Is he, right. is he somebody in the movie? Is he somebody, Oh, he's a director. And then I learned interesting things about like, you know, his very particularness and was the removal of the chair purposeful or an accident? Was the changing of the color of the typewriter purposeful or accident? Did he handwrite all of the, you know, um, papers himself? No, I think we know who did those. There's actually so, a woman who that was her job on the set was to do as many different versions of all play and or whatever. Yeah. So no but, play, make Jack and but Boy. seeing all the different articles that are dedicated to people thinking about all the different minutia of this movie indicate that it's just it's this is one of the biggest movies I probably will ever comment on. And it's scary <laughs> because I obviously don't know crap. So, uh. well, it's a, it's also an old school kind of director idea. And I think it's healthy and good that directors have become more humanist in their approach in that they're treating their actors and actress actresses better. But Hitchcock was this way too. Hitchcock very famously would talk about uh, actors as if they were cattle, you know, that it's yeah. just, they're there to do a job. They're yeah. not, they're dumb actors. You know, yeah. that was like Hitchcock's mm-hmm. idea. And that's kind of an old school idea of they're just tools in my my toolbox and right. I'll treat them, you know, I will use them. Right. Um, and that's changing. And I think in a good way. But yeah, yeah he kind of in, in many ways well, embraced that. It, it makes me think of um, one of the movies that I've spent the most amount of research and time on is Lord of the Rings. because I, I loved those films and I love the making of I think I've mentioned it before. But the final scene that... Um, so there's a J, maybe an Andrews. Gosh, what's his name? Jackson. Peter the, Jackson. Yes, the oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. There's no J. Um, Jackson. Oh, Peter Jackson. Yeah, there's a J there. Listen, <laughs> it's Peter late. Jackson. It's late in the afternoon. I'm sick. It's gonna be your excuse, excuse for everything. <laughs> that he redid that particular film with, or that t- particular scene with um, Frodo, like m- many, many, many times, and the crew is kind of getting a little like, "What's he doing?" And the the question about it was, 
it was such an emotional investment for him that he wondered it like they wondered if he didn't want to let the movie go because this was it this was the final thing oh and, yeah and yeah, he yeah. was looking for something very specific in elijah wood's eyes he was looking for something very specific that's the first time i'd ever really thought about a director asking someone to do this particular mm-hmm. moment over and over again in the shining he broke record uh they like i think jack like went through 60 some doors just to get that part you know yeah. right because he quote was doing too good of a job with the axe did you guys read about that <laughs> i did because again i spent way too much time <laughs> he was too you were good the with an axe. Of the research oh, it was a lot but i did have a good time like getting introduced to it in a way i kind of yeah. think i prefer to be introduced to some movies like this i don't know that i would watch them otherwise yeah sure so i find it fascinating you guys mentioned maybe I, we, this will transition into the actual some of the sins, but you, there was a there was mention of like him shooting from the helicopter. He didn't actually shoot that. Oh, just that, to let that was know. like B roll. Like they found that somewhere else. Uh, he didn't want to travel, and so it was somebody else that that shot that particular scene. But they shot it for the movie. Yes, that's fair. Yeah, that's fairly common to have a like a B roll director, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, I'm glad, like I'm, us. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> we shot the helicopter we scene, and that's it. why the blades were in it. Can we start off with this when we're getting into like the minutia of, sure, the, sure. of the script for this one? What the hell is a HAL 9000? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's another Kubrick reference. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, it's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh. It is the computer that, that said, I can't do that, Dave. Do, do you know this at all? Like, has no. it seeped into your sub? You know, like you're... Mm-mm. So it's the best part. In my opinion, it's the best part of 2001. Um, and I, I have heard, here's Johnny. So I do have that going <laughs> yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but the computer basically, in order to uh, fulfill its mission, kills one of the astronauts in its ship. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, but uh, but how nine thousand is that computer? Okay, and so yeah, and oh. so the the image of the sin counter, what it became, that is how nine thousands, I guess, I like yeah, that was cool. That yeah, was really I really cool. liked that. I thought that was great. Yeah, to that have was how really nine thousand hop in. I'll say it now because it's in my comment section, but I have another one I can use. Um, Brandon in the in the comments said, "Jeremy, all right, Sinsworth, I need you to do a video for The Shining," and then it says, "Sinsworth." I'm afraid I can't do that, Jeremy. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And I get it because what we just talked about. Yes, yeah. So, but what's hilarious is he calls him Sinsworth. Yeah. And so I pop into the comments and people are like, is it named Sinsworth? Is Sinsworth like the full name of Sinny? And then people are like, no, Sinny's a different one. I'm oh just, my God. Like, Look what you did. I know. It's Look just... what you did. I also love because Lugnut versus Game said, I love how this encounter is a character now. And there was yeah. like almost 2000 likes. Um, yeah. on that one because people they do they love that it's become sentient so yeah. this was really fun yeah fun stuff oh you actually edited this one this video right yeah because i was here the day you did that and i started asking you a lot of questions about what's happening well what do they live this you told me everyone died <laughs> it was legitimately aaron sitting at the computer and me going wait so what happens are people gonna die well, you were listen you get triggered by this stuff. i didn't yeah, i want to like, know i'm like there's a kid in this one. Oh, and it's a bad movie <gasps> does he die oh please don't tell me no tell me don't tell me well, let's see if i start telling you that the kid survives or whatever and then you go further and you want to know about the other kids in the so movie so you told me that everyone died just to make kid- me leave you yes. alone <laughs> No, I was just like, what's the quickest way for her not to be triggered and just be like, yeah, everybody dies. Everybody dies, Danae. 
Oh my god! So I'm literally watching the video today going, okay, I'm prepared. I know everyone's gonna die. And here he is running through this place, like, trying to kill his son. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so bad. I'm prepared. Well, you do understand everybody does die, right? Like, you didn't specify in the movie. Like, you know, we all die. Aaron! (laughs) You knew what I meant. Oh, man. I'm like, okay, so the guy gets axed, so obviously he dies. And then, oh my god, this is where the Jack Nicholson cold face meme comes from (laughs) i didn't know that i've always wondered in the snow at the end and he's got that kind of frozen weird Uh face that's a meme we've pretty much touched on uh everything that i had i'm not even close to being done oh well go then so this is for all of you guys who i've read your survey responses who have said that you are totally fine with us talking for seven hours and don't (laughs) apologize let me just embrace your feedback oh no what have you done First of all, there is an adorable hand-knit Apollo sweater that I want so badly. (laughs) And they sell them on Etsy from people who hand make the little sweater that the little boy is wearing. Yes. And they're like a hundred and something dollars. (laughs) So I I won't have one this year. It'd be a good time to get one because Apollo 11, the documentary, just won (gasps) uh, Best Documentary last night. Oh, that makes me want it even more. So It's so cute. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's adorable. And like you're talking about the blue it. Apollo 11 sweater, yes. right? Yeah. And it's so handmade. I loved it so much. So mm-hmm. I really wanted to give a shout out to all the Etsy people who do something so smart. Consider the out shouted. And like, what? <laughs> Consider your <laughs> out shouted. <laughs> um, I really love that. I'd like a million. I would give. I'd remove a million sins if she got through the stack of paper, saw a story and thought he wasn't crazy. Yeah. I really loved that one. That, and that's a great, that is a great sin because you're right. Like how far did she need to go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do have a question and then I have some other interesting knowledge that I, that mm-hmm. I discovered on my deep dive that I'm not going to do for keeping tabs because I have actual ones I researched during my research. So I'm breaking the system. I have, t- I, uh, I have two questions. What was the furry doing? I don't get that part. It was a blowjob. By a beat, like a beast? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just a strange thing happening with the ghost in the hotel. Like a, a like a beast. Like he was like a furry beast <laughs> you mean thing. Like a boss? Like a, be- like like a, a beast? <laughs> <laughs> was he beast mode? No, it really was a blowjob? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was just giving him a blowjob and. I mean, I, I, I guess I don't get how that's related at all. If that's the point. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the hotel at that point is just waking up. Like, it's just like all the ghosts are out now. Like, And and there was somebody who died in that hotel that was dressed like knows, a dog but, yeah, monster? Yeah. Who knows? Things happen in hotels. Okay. Uh, all right. That. <laughs> well, I, I, hey, I, at least I'm glad I didn't have to Google that one. Yeah. Um, And can you explain Ex Machina against me? Because sure. I... I see it coming up in scripts and I just, I don't, I still don't think I get it. Well, there'll be many people who say that they don't think we get it either. So, uh, cause we play fast and loose with it for sure. But basically uh, deus ex machina means God in the machine. Literally it's Latin for God in the machine. And it's basically a way that the script saves a character through something that just happens randomly, you know? So, okay. you know, the God in the machine is like, uh, you know, something that's, it's kind of a forced plot machination kind of thing. Okay. Does that make sense? So to put it into real life, Aaron, the day that you died Mm -hmm. and you just happened to walk upstairs and and be in the bedroom when your wife was here rather than be in the studio where you wouldn't have been found. That's an ex machina. Well, except for that was a human choice. So this is something outside, like it's it's God in the machine. So it's oh, something okay. that just so happens to be there. So it'd be if God appeared and lifted you through the floor up into your room. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just learning how to write scripts and I don't want to use it wrong. <laughs> 
A Dysis ex machina, maybe? Um, and I thought you guys would find this interesting that all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy has many different translations. The iconic sentence actually changing changes meaning for foreign translations of the film at Kubrick's request. So in German version, versions, the phrase translated to don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. And the Spanish translation was although one will rise early, it won't dawn sooner. And then in Italian, it was he who wakes up early meets a golden day. That's weird. I don't isn't like any that, of those. Isn't that interesting? But then like all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. That's doesn't so much have better. the same meaning as yeah. like the other ones. It's like the uh, other ones are like actual yeah. inspirational phrases. I thought so too. I was really confused by that. <laughs> that is strange. That wraps it up for what I had. Let's move on to Elf. Uh, this was a Scott share joint. Uh, Jeremy and Barrett writing on this. Uh, watch this almost every Christmas. I love it. It's very enjoyable. Most of that has to do with how adorable Will Ferrell is. And uh, the video rightly nods in that direction. Um, what about you guys? Holiday favorite in your households as well? All right. Jonathan hates Elf. This is so going to be fun. I may be with Jonathan, actually. Oh, this is great. No, it's wonderful. <laughs> no, it's not. Because I, around my group of friends, there's so many who are like, it's every year they watch Elf. It's the best movie ever. It's so fun. And I'm like, okay, sure. There's parts of it that are fun. But I think it comes from... Please listen. Not everybody likes Will Ferrell. Oh, it's I, so much nostalgia. I don't even like Will. I'm not even a Will Ferrell I'm guy. not a Will Ferrell fan. I, th- there are very, very few movies that I really enjoy Will. And, and, and Stranger were, Than Fiction. That's uh, the one. Stranger Than Fiction. That's I, the one I really I like. did really enjoy that one. There's just a couple of movies that just sort of like showed a different side of Will. And he was obviously constantly being put into this very like com- comedy. Man child. Sp- yeah, man child. But Elf plays on that in a family friendly kind of a Mm -hmm. way and so i of his comedies elf is at the top yeah it is fun to see how like oh it's it's over the top like to see like a a grown elf out in the world that's just so clueless and and it's so quotable it is (laughs) there's so much nostalgia there there's so many great lines and fun scenes yeah it is that's what it is that's that's why these movies catch on yeah is because they're quotable and memorable in all seriousness i i have a huge zoe crush i think she's like the best Uh, as far as the video goes um i have to mention the triple a batteries in the smoke detector which is hilarious to me the the whole thing that the uh nine volts only exist for trip you know for smoke detectors which is a great sin i will say as somebody who's worked in sound a long time also wireless microphones that is those are the two areas where uh, nine volt batteries get most of their business i'm sure the (laughs) surprisingly clean but extremely dry line the hobo's butt yes yes slayed me (laughs) it was just really funny so that was a good one. What about you guys? There's yeah, a lot totally. of questions. I love the idea that this is all a fever dream and he's technically in a coma because he didn't eat or sleep. That's <laughs> how often that was brought up. We got crying night a narrator in this video. That's always fun. What which which part? Towards the end when they're singing and he's like Oh yeah. <laughs> breaking up. He's trying not to cry. It's one of my favorite it's one it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite Jeremy performances. <laughs> trying not to cry narrator. Uh, I love the chonky bastard raccoon. Oh, of course. Just the of word course. chonky. Yeah. So good. And there was a Santa uh, ex machina, which just so you guys know, means that <laughs> God or the writer intervenes to save the life of a character in such a way that makes no sense. <laughs> or feels random or out of nowhere. Yes. I feel like, you know, I'm still finding my voice as a writer for the channel. And I've been given so much grace from everybody to 
put forth ideas that are sometimes accepted and sometimes not. So maybe my contribution to Ex Machina is including it in ways that literally make no sense. <laughs> Again, there are many who would say we already do that. So. <laughs> but I need to give Barrett and Jeremy and Chris a heads up. That's what I'm doing. So they're not like, wow, you're actually going backwards in your writing instead of forwards. This isn't <laughs> looking right. well for you continuing your job here. <laughs> yeah, you better make that clear. Like, hey, I know Ex Machina really means that something is happening that shouldn't happen because of reasons. <laughs> Yes, yes, that is exactly right, Danae. I'm getting really good at this. Uh, anything else before we move on? Nope. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels when we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Let's move on to keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to take a look at a funny story from putting together the week's content. It could be a Google search, some strange research, deleted sin, whatever. I'll kick it off. Uh, I only wrote on the Fargo script this week, and really the only in-depth research, quote-unquote, that I did was for the Minnesota slang uh, that pops up in the Fargo script, which I was glad to get in there. In fact, there were some props in the comments from Minnesotans uh, talking about uh, things that they were happy to see. For instance, things like Duck, Duck, Gray Duck. Uh, Apparently in Minnesota, they don't play Duck, Duck, Goose. They play Duck, Duck, Gray Duck. I wondered what that was. Isn't that a weird, like, geographical change? Duck, Duck, Gray Duck. Duck, Duck. Maybe they don't have geese in Minnesota. I don't know. Yeah, we have geese. Right. So, so they're, like, but they're not ducks. But no, but it Duck, Duck, Goose, like, oh, you have to have oh, a way to oh, distinguish. Gotcha, gotcha, so what gotcha. do you use to distinguish, you know? Oh, yeah, the game itself. You know the game, Duck, right. Duck, Goose. <laughs> you know, walk around in a circle. You didn't what play this, right? What is this show today? <laughs> God. Duck, Duck, Machina. So, so yeah, so Duck, Duck, Gray Duck was uh, given a shout out. Uh, Hot dish is what they call like a casserole. They call them hot dishes. Uh, Tots is a big thing. So, Danae, you know, Mm. you'd be you'd be right at home in Minnesota in that way. Yum. 
some of the ones I didn't use uh, that I liked were, I guess, in Minnesota, when something is adorable or whatever, they'll say, oh, for cute. Like, oh, for cute, which I just thought was. That's, was... that's actually cute. <laughs> what? Oh, for cute yeah. is oh, for cute itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, they call pop by its correct name instead of soda. It's uh, soda. In Minnesota, which soda's right in their name. Why so, wouldn't you call it soda? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, other uh, Minnesota reference, uh, oofta. Which is something I I have taken to saying recently. Oofta. So that was all I had. And I know, uh, Jonathan, you said uh, you didn't really have any tabs, which is good because Danae has been, you know, pushing the limits all episodes. So (laughs) it's crazy how much I love to look into stuff. Yeah. Um, well, tell us about it. What are your keeping it's tabs this week? It's a good thing that's the show. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be that's really right. no, awkward. Fair point. I looked up a couple things uh, regarding the um, Twilight Zone. That's the only one that I wrote on. I learned that planes don't wash their blankets very often. Oh. Which is really gross. I thought they always came in packaging. Apparently not. Huh. I think maybe they do now, but the there's been research in the last like five years that estimates that they're washed about... Every week to four weeks. There's like a range of how frequently they're actually washed. And then the other one that I did was about gremlins in general, like where it came from, where where the story came from. And it's really interesting. Apparently, gremlins were thought to be very real. Yeah, there was actual pilots that came back from World War Two with stories. Um, One of them's name was LW. But anyways, he came back and um, was very, very adamant that there are actual creatures that attach themselves to their planes up in the sky and try to sabotage their planes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and apparently it's happened multiple times. There was lots of people, but it was, you know, you're not supposed to talk about it. It's super hush hush, but he, he talked a lot about it enough for people to kind of write down his story. So he says that there were quote, three foot tall had hairless gray skin their eyes were a deep red color and their mouths were so big he could almost count their teeth. The ears were long and pointy with a small black patch of hair growing on the tips that reminded him of an owl's ear. I'm going to go ahead and say this also is pilots not getting enough sleep. Uh, <laughs> there are several pilots who who said they came back with damage from these creatures. Yeah. So that's well, where it's a, it's a nice easy out for when you didn't do your proper maintenance checks. Right. It was the gremlins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just blame it on the gremlins. Oh, yeah. I tried to find some gizmo outtakes for this. It wasn't really easy to find one that kind of made sense. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Like he, he does make some cute noises, but they're not very long. And it, it just I couldn't well, you'd find have it. to use like somebody saying like like even just giving the rules of the gremlin. Yeah. Like the idea of like when he says, you know, don't. Uh, don't let them get in water or don't oh then have, that like, would have been so you good what I'm saying? So you, because he was in water mm-hmm, on yeah, the plane yeah gizmo is adorable but then furbies happened mm-hmm. and now kind of like i find furbies a little freaky and they're Dude, a lot my like, furby scared the crap out of yeah. me my furby like talked to me at night and it was scary and then it started to make it started to it was it was freaky <laughs> did you look up anything else no that was it let's go on to the comment section let's do it Hey, wait, we reversed our roles there. What just happened? Yep. That was strange. (laughs) Don't ever do that again. I don't know who I am. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Let's take a look at some of the comments from this week's videos. Uh, We'll also do some general feedback here as well. I've actually already, uh, both of mine have already been mentioned because Renee mentioned something about hearing Jeremy call the fat raccoon Chonky has removed all the sins from my life. Did you just call me Renee? 
No, no, no. I called Renee Renee. Oh. I was reading Renee's comment. Oh, oh, oh. Of something this is that the you also section. said. Yes. <laughs> this is behind the scenes with Aaron, Renee, and Justin. <laughs> 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 no, uh, Renee actually left a comment uh, that said, hearing Jeremy call the fat raccoon chonky has removed all the sins from my life. And Aww. I thought that was... That was really funny. But that's that plus the Sinsworth one were kind of the two that I had seen. Oh, one thing we haven't addressed that we should probably address is why there's a The Office outtake as a previously on on our Fargo video. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? <gasps> Oh, yeah. And it's a good place to do it in the comment section because people did comment on it. Yeah. They, were, they were like, you know, uh, continuity error. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Well, that's what happens whenever, you know. You have to scramble. Yeah, you got we, we've been scrambling. So, you guys would be really, really impressed with how much scramble there's been in the last few weeks. Oh, so and I think you're going to be very excited about where some of that scrambling is landing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyhow, was that the same outtake where it was the little boy? Yeah, from David the, after dentist with the dentist. Oh my god, that yeah. was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to use like a viral video mm-hmm. in, instead of something from like a TV show right. or a movie. Yeah, no, I I enjoy that, but I, I it's worth mentioning, right? Because yeah. that is weird. So I think we kind of hinted at it before, but yeah, there's some stuff going on behind the scenes where we're trying to get those office videos ready, and uh, and so so, but that one stayed in. Because we had already prepped, you know, we're yep. a couple, we prep a couple weeks out. So. Yeah. And, uh, and apparently we, we did just change that out. Sorry about that. <laughs> and, but also it's okay. Uh, anyways, I wanted to mention that. Uh, Danae, what was uh, your comment section? Uh, from the Danker. He says, uh, this is about, I don't, you know what? Oh, this is on the Shining video. I still haven't forgiven him for doing Shrek's videos. <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> I laughed really, I probably laughed a little too hard at this. No, no, no. That's great. (laughs) No, 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 no. That is great on so many levels. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's not only great on the level of, you know, uh, why would somebody choose to to mention that in the comments? It's great that it's in the Shining video. Like he's talking about Shrek. I know. I know. (laughs) They were so mean to Shrek. I mean, it's fine. They're being mean to Kubrick, but Shrek, come on, guys. Uh, I'm glad you guys liked that oh, one as much no. as I did. That was great. The only other thing I wanted to mention was it, it makes me smile every time somebody just realizes about the border around the TV Sins videos. Every single TV Sins video, somewhere in the comments, somebody will be like, hey, did you guys see the Sinsung border? It's the gift that keeps on giving. We really should switch that up to like a Cine at some point, like a, instead of Sony or or Pan Sonic or something like something. that. Something. I just had this like little visual pop into my head of like, if it was, you know, a laptop screen and then uh, on the right hand side was like a text boxes that are open with his friends or whatever. So you have the video going on, on the left hand side and on the right hand side, it's like multitasking and it's a conversation of the narrator with someone else. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. We could do something. I mean, it'd be a challenge. We'd have to plan it, but we could mm-hmm. do something like that on like a, an episode that's from a street, like a streaming only. And yeah. the narrator would be like, I have to watch it on my laptop instead of my television right. and be frustrated about that. And then multitasking, the multitasking things could pop up, up throughout yeah, yeah, the yeah. episode. That, that sounds fun. That, that actually sounds interesting. Um, but it is that, by the way, that border is a direct uh, shout out on my part to Homestar Runner. And the strong bad emails because they would change the mm-hmm. computer screen every once in a while. Yeah, it would get upgraded. Yeah, and I always he, thought that was clever and oh, yeah. fun. And, and yeah. so, yeah. So, I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Some new information. Um, my other comment is from the music video. 
This is from Snoodle Dumpling. <laughs> nice name. I am so inordinately pleased that you actually know and use the proper pronunciation of. Now, I don't know how to pronounce this. This is the. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Snoodle Dumpling's not going to be happy with your pronunciation. Not with me, but with the narration and also the writing right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and everything. It's, is, I think it's Moe or Moet. Oh, the champagne? Yeah. Yeah. Or alcohol. I don't know if it's champagne. I always it's assume it's some kind it's of beverage. But yeah. Uh, anyhow, he's, they, they go on and say, like, this is the level of consistency and knowledge and nitpicking assholes that we are all here for. <laughs> okay. It's what I'm here for. I have no idea about anyone else, but really, I choose to believe. And I just loved this comment. We really try. And it and it's appreciated. That's awesome. Uh, let's move on to the question of the week. This comes from Isaiah, who says, hello, Sins B team. Hi. I've greatly enjoyed all of your podcast episodes so far. Your in-depth behind-the-scenes discussions on everything movie and sin related are very enjoyable. My question is, do you think Will Smith is making a comeback similar to the 90s? He's done Aladdin, Gemini Man, and Spies in Disguise coming later in the year, on top of Bad Boys coming in January. P.S. to Aaron, I went commando a few times this week, and it's a very freeing experience and saves a ton on clothes. (laughs) You're welcome, Isaiah. You're welcome. No, genuinely, Isaiah, thanks for sharing. Um, that's two people in your cult now. That's right. That that's we know right. of. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, is Will Smith experiencing a comeback? I don't think Will Smith has really gone any anywhere. He's been in movies or in TV or somewhere since, I think, Fresh Prince. I don't know that I've ever really gone that long without having something from him. Mm-hmm. And whether it's been gangbusters or not, he's he's kind of always had a presence. And I feel like uh, he's one of the actors that... I continue to enjoy. I think he does a good. I think he was even good in Gemini Man. Is he my absolute like most favorite actor? No, I I have a hard time taking him seriously, even in serious films. But I think that's just part of sometimes whenever you you know someone's got a lot of charisma and silliness and goofiness, and that's like your favorite thing. Like Hitch, for example, as terrible as a movie that you might think that is, it like that's one of those movies when I watched it. I really had a fun time watching him in that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, where well, his he, charisma is off the charts. Because his You're charisma, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, On that one is like, he's so caught, con- and the character is super self-confident mm-hmm. and everything. The movie is just, it's wacky doodle, but that's just one of those that stands out for me, like his face blowing up and getting all swole and stuff. And there's just like these certain moments in there that really like uh, stand out to me that are kind of like my favorites. But then there's so many other movies you can go and look at and go, oh, yeah, he had one of those moments in this movie or this movie or in this movie. So there's those movies with Will Like he's always got something going on where, you know, whether it's great or not, he's he's giving it a performance. And I think I just read recently that he's really calculated about how he for sure. goes into things and, and for anyone to have a standing career in Hollywood and still be able to, like, go out and make public appearances and not have pissed a whole bunch of people off and be generally well accepted. When you have a personality like that, you're making good decisions business wise, like, you know, again, whether it's gangbusters or not, he's still making decisions on which what to be involved in and what drama to stay out of and things like that. He's a respected person. So I think anyone who has that is going to stay relevant, you know, for a long time. Well, and he's he's so he's so good at staying relevant. I think yeah. of his uh, Instagram and yeah. his TikTok. Oh, he yeah. has a TikTok now that's mm-hmm. hilarious. And he's super fun. Now, 
because of your question, I I did do some research today and he he's also totally fine with sharing serious things about his life. Like he just went and had a cancer screening for a colonoscopy mm-hmm. and they did find like a precancerous polyp that was removed. But he's like one of those people that's going to talk about it, going to show his audience, going to try to stay real about it and, you know, keep like he's a good role model to me in a way, you know, until until something drops that were unexpected. God help us. I hope that doesn't happen. He's one of those that I'm like, please, God, no. Like if there's ever if there's ever like that clickbait article, you'll like you'll never believe who just came out as a creepo. There's a few that I'm like, please, Jesus, don't let it be Tom Hanks. Don't let it be Will Smith. But anyhow, what do you think about Will Smith? And well, just I was I mentioned the TikTok thing. I think that's really uh, valuable to kind of the conversation as far as why he continues to stay relevant. I agree with both of you. I don't think he went anywhere. Um, I, you know, it's so funny to me because he's been in one of the worst movies I've ever seen, uh, which is Suicide Squad. Um, and, and yet at the same time, I kind of like him in it. You know what I mean? Like I, I've never seen a Will Smith performance where I'm like, oh, I don't want any part of that performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. And don't forget, he's not, he's not just, um, He's not just charismatic. That's not the only reason he's good. He's no. a good actor. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw Concussion. I thought he was great in Concussion. Um, and it's a real performance. Like but, he's doing know, an accent and everything. He, um, and, and I like that he's willing to take some fun risks in like the sci-fi kind of genre. Like Men in Black. Talked about Wild Wild West. There was another one where he like <clears throat> crash lands on a planet or something. Independence Day? No, Okay, there's Independence <laughs> Day. But no, it was more recent than that. After Earth. Yeah. yeah. So so he like he's just kind of willing to sit down and like talk to it and go, you know what? I'm going to give this my all and I'm going to, you know. So so it's just interesting. His choices are very interesting and his decisions to get involved. And I think take risks are interesting. And it, it's fun to see that someone can be involved in projects that are not great. And we still love him. <laughs> like, <laughs> Who else is like that? You know? Yeah, no, and I think of Bright. I think of the Netflix movie Bright, which was awful, but he was still Will Smith. Yeah. And I still enjoyed, you know, some of the stuff he did in that. Uh, I love the movie Focus with Will Smith and Margot Robbie. It's kind of gotten, uh, I think it's really underrated. What, four years ago, 2015? So I, I don't think it's a surprise. I don't think it's a surprise that Will Smith continues to be prevalent. I think the Aladdin thing brought him back. Back to kind of that summer movie level stratosphere that mm-hmm. people and so maybe that's where the idea of a comeback is. And is kind in of general, idea. the feedback that I've read, because I still haven't seen Aladdin, um, but the feedback has truly been that he did a great job. And that's one of those, again, where he's willing to kind of take a risk and do something that maybe like people wouldn't want to relive. Like who wants to replace Robin Williams performance? You know, that's yeah. a that's a big thing to do. And it's such an iconic character. Yeah. And, and for him to be like, yeah, I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to do I'll that. I'll take those arrows. Yeah. yeah. And he and, and I and again, I've read really positive things about his performance. Now, there's going to always be people who have opinions on both sides, but no good thoughts. Thank you, Isaiah, for the email. Again, if you want to send us a question for this segment, please do. We will or love- admit that you don't wear underwear or admit that you don't wear underwear. That's fine, too. You can listen. Any question or comment goes. <laughs> That's oh, true. The email again is behind the sins pod at gmail.com behind the sins pod at gmail.com. I almost said your underwear preferences. Like, nope. No, nope. no, you don't have to email me your nope. underwear preferences. <laughs> Although it will happen now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Apparently it probably will. No, I'm game. Go ahead. Aaron. Tell me. I don't care. What do I care? <laughs> Let's move on to beyond the sin to infinity 
and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're going to take a look at something else from the pop culture world that we've seen recently. Uh, And Danae, you're going to go first. (gasps) What? It's obviously going to be a horror movie. Yes. You so, guys, I have been getting into horror films. That would be amazing. Do you know how no. many people would are just jumping for joy at the thought that that would be a thing? <laughs> and Danae isn't reviews that horror weird? movies. And isn't that weird? Uh, no, is it a game again? Okay, so I decided to change it up because I, I was feeling like maybe I was failing everyone. So I thought that um, since I don't watch a lot of uh, movies and TV in my downtime... Um, but I did find a really interesting YouTube channel. So oh, I thought nice. that'd no, be kind of cool. No, that's perfect. Yeah. So I found one called Foo the Flower Horn. And this is an aquarium style YouTube channel. I actually tweeted about it a few weeks ago because I found um, the, the most recent video is called 23rd Month in parentheses, Cucumber Feeding Frenzy in parentheses. No filter, no CO2, no FERTS five gallon nano tank. So this is a, this is a, well, the, the description of the channel is I like flower horn fish. Most of my videos are about flower horn care and a lot of it can be applied to other blah, 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 blah. So this sure. is like somebody who loves tank, but I don't understand tank culture in general. And I also just the fact that you're calling it tank culture. This is I, me. Didn't, I didn't this know this me. was a thing. No, it isn't. But there's like, you know, there's like all these little sub groups in YouTube. There's like the YouTube community. Hi, right. shout out to my fellow YouTubers. Uh, and, but there's also like a tank community. So the video that I found, I was super curious about it. There's these channels where they build tanks with no filter, like no, they're not putting oxygen into the water. Hashtag no filter. They're doing it with like natural plants. And so the, it's just, it's fascinating. It requires an insane amount of work and dedication. And in this particular video, it kind of gives you just a glimpse into that world. I like the editing on the video. Even if you didn't watch any of the other videos, because it's not interesting to you, it's Mm -hmm. still really impressive that this person has taken the time to taking your word for it today. Create a create a fish tank, create an actual living environment for living creatures to exist in, and the kind of care that goes into it. Sure, I, I don't have that uh, desire at all. But here's this person's, and that's the cool thing about YouTube is you can see people's passion and it, it, in all these really interesting ways. And this is just a fish tank culture. Okay, here's what I think you might like about the video oh okay i found it to be really relaxing oh like there's just this gentle music kind it, it's sort of like just take a couple minutes I, well it's not a is couple it like minutes. the yule log you know where you just put on like the fireplace on your youtube and just kind of relaxes you it maybe yeah maybe a little bit of that there's also an educational aspect to it where you're watching again you're watching this person's passion and there is a moment whenever he drops in a cucumber and all these little critters just go to town on it and that is fascinating to me to watch but i just found it to be super refreshing like a nice break from reality to watch somebody take such exquisite care of this particular aquarium um this video has been viewed over 11 million times well there you go that's all, has, the, that's all the evidence you need. It has 173,000 likes, and it is about five and a half minutes long. 
So it's not too much time just to kind of get a glimpse into like what this person does and maybe you'll like it. There's other, it's amazing. There's other channels out there that are dedicated to this type of aquarium. I haven't really gone into that yet. I just, I loved this particular video and so much. So that's my little obsession to tell you guys about Foo the Flower Horn. Denise, like, here's this amazing YouTube channel. Let me sell it to you. You I, ready? Here are my selling points. Here, <laughs> ready? Here are my selling points. Number one, not a lot happens. Number no, one, no. not a lot happens. So, Number two, <laughs> Number two, it's educational. Shut up. (laughs) Listen, a lot happens. A lot does happen. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just teasing you. No, I'm sure it's great. There's 11 million views. Obviously, you're not alone. It's fascinating. Yeah. If you do watch it, will you tell me if you like it? Tweet at me. uh, At Danae says, I really love it when you guys respond to stuff that I recommend (laughs) and you do like it. Nice. I'm really curious if you like it. Uh, I'm going to chat a little bit about the morning show on um, iTunes uh, Plus. Uh, it is, again, hard for me to remember where I talk about things. I know I've talked about this a little bit here, I think, but not a lot. But I binged the entire first season. Now, for most people, I think it runs weekly now. And I know there's an embargo on a lot of those later episodes, so I obviously can't go into specifics, and I wouldn't want to spoil it anyway. But I will say... As As much as there is uh, about this show that truly is a little haphazard and crazy, like, man, I'm really glad I watched it all. I like there's a lot going on here that is it's just fun uh, character work that's happening and there's interesting conversations happening. Um, Again, I think if Aaron Sorkin writes this show, it's one of my favorite shows ever made uh, because the writing does feel a little dull at times for what's going on. Um, And you can feel how desperately it wants to be a Sorkin type show uh, at times and it just doesn't quite get there. But what a great first season. I'm really glad I watched through the whole thing. So if... Uh, you have access to uh, to Apple TV Plus or someone who does. Um, that would be uh, one that I would say, yeah, stick with it. It's a lot of fun. But uh, is embargo like Ex Machina, where <laughs> you you can't talk about it until no? Wait. Steve Carell's great. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is great. Interesting, over the top. Jennifer Aniston is spectacular, and. Uh, my opinion after watching the first couple episodes was, oh my goodness, Jennifer Aniston is doing incredible work here. That continues, but the character I fell in love with through the entire show and just could not get enough of was Billy Crudup's character. Oh, he's so fun. He's so good in that show. Uh, so yeah, so I would I would echo that if you've been hearing that from others. So that was that was my experience. He's channeling some interesting people like i mean like he's like it's it's i don't even know how to explain it but it's it's a little bit cary grant but it's got the edge of uh spader there's almost a james spader-ness to the whole thing um i don't know it's it's fascinating so anyway those are my thoughts on the morning show uh from apple tv plus uh i think that's gonna wrap it up a tv show a book and an aquarium it's all you need has there ever been a gathering of Beyond the Sins more easily identifiable to the person that did them than TV show, book, and aquarium? Hey, you shut up. 
Joyce. Hey, don't it's the dis- easiest matching game ever. <laughs> don't discourage me because I no, think, I'm not. I think I kind of want to go on like a YouTube deep dive and Do start it. recommending YouTube yes, channels. Of course. No, so that's great. I, let me say this then. If you guys have a YouTube channel that you like to watch that you think would be kind of fun to give a shout out to, feel free to let me know. Perfect. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. C-H-R-I-S. I I mean, (laughs) D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. I cannot hear myself because I don't have the headphones plugged into the microphone. And I sound like a man. Who is that singing in our outtakes? a man. Man, anytime I have like a chest cold or like anything, it's so fun. You go legit lifetime smoker. It's so much fun. Because like this is not my registry and I love it. (laughs) It's just to me, it's weird that like when you don't feel well, you like that your body just is like, you know, we're going to go ahead and lower you down. (laughs) Well, it's because there's stuff in your lungs. Is it lungs? Yeah. But I thought your registry was more your vocal cords. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's probably some swelling so and some junk so then and what? stuff. And like, yeah, it's it's all. But if it was swollen, wouldn't it be higher? Because it's like, <laughs> I thought for the lower for the lower ranges, it's like it relaxes. But this is like, uh, oh my God, I could so do yoga right now. Like meditative chanting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really peaceful. I'm like oddly super relaxed right now. Is that is that the good is that a good thing to be before oh. a, t- a two and a half hour recording? <laughs> Quick, slap me! <laughs> you ask for no. it. <laughs> Let's call Jonathan. He's gonna be so shocked at my voice. He's gonna be like, "Who is that?" Let's do it. That's what you always say. Let's do it. <clears throat> Damn it! How do I call the wrong person? Oh, it's uh. very easy. You hit the wrong button. Oh, okay. I could make so much money doing a voice like voiceover right now, don't you think? Oh yeah, for, in for the all, world, all, all, the, all the sexy products. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all that, uh, lo- all that low yeah. voice female sexiness. Okay, I'm gonna try one. I'm gonna try one. I'm gonna try one. Do you love jelly beans? <laughs> <laughs> uh, jelly beans are amazing. I think today means half a jelly bean is amazing. Hey, sometimes they're not as amazing as you wanted them to be, and then you just put them down for later. But who? For later. It's not even that you put down half a jelly bean for later. It's that you ate half a jelly bean in the first place. You understand <laughs> this, right? No, no. You, that a jelly bean <laughs> is too big for you to just put the whole thing in your mouth. Yeah. That's insane. Are jelly beans too big for your mouth? <laughs> you know what's amazing to me, though? How 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 long has it been since that since I ate half of a jelly bean? Oh, uh, year like six years. Uh, I will uh, never uh, forget that day. Obviously, right. So last week, I came into the studio. I told uh, Aaron I had to go run through, grab some food, and come into the studio. And I was going to make one stop instead of going to my normal like two places to stop for breakfast because I like to have the tots from Sonic, but I like the breakfast sandwich from another place. So I like. I hop from place to place, but I just did one. I came in and I, I pulled out like 
a cookie that I had gotten earlier in the week. He's like, I thought you said you were going to go to one place. I had a cookie in my bag that was four days old and I was still eating on it. (laughs) And Aaron was like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) I'm a huge fan of the Oreo Thins and I'm even more of a fan of the Oreo Thin Mints. It's like even better than the Girl Scout cookie Thin Mints. You liar. No, I'm not even kidding. It's so good. I've tried them both. I don't agree. Oh, well, then that's different than you liar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is where we make the Twitter joke. (laughs) Twitter. Twitter. Danae, why do you why do you sound like somebody who's been chain smoking for 20 years? Well, I have been hiding it from you all, but I've been chain smoking for 20 years. Um... I was watching like a YouTube channel this morning and the the person's channel that it she was like, I am so old. And she's like 29. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're real old. I've been on YouTube for so many years now. And I'm just, I'm so glad to be this old and still be able to put content <laughs> out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, boomer. <laughs> but you did either need to go get your charger. All right, I'm going to go get a charger. To... You two do entertaining stuff for the outtakes. Okay. Uh, hey, Jonathan. All right, Aaron's, Aaron's gone. We don't have to pretend to get along anymore. Oh, no. Aaron leaves and I break something. Can you hear me? 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 Dang it. What the heck? Hi, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. You remember that one time you left me alone with Jonathan and then I broke everything? Sorry about that. But I did get a message from Michael. He says, I'm a huge fan of Cinema Sins and the Behind the Sins podcast. I wanted to thank you. I've always wanted to try out D&D, but I've never had anyone to play it with. After hearing you talk about it on the podcast a few times, I finally decided to give it a try. I found a club at my college that plays once a week, and I'm really liking it. What's more, I've been lonely and depressed since starting college two years ago. And thanks to this club, I'm finally making friends. And it's kind of because of you. So thank you. Isn't that cool? That is cool. That legit made me so happy i was so happy reading that like how cool is that that's good stuff i know he was feeling all lonely and then he found his D peeps like that's the best <laughs> today's crying <laughs> that's amazing like when you feel like you're all alone and then you go find like we like you I, actually turn a corner and find yep. friends somewhere like no. that is there's nothing there's no feeling like that in the world but like be like, I don't belong anywhere. And then to find people that you can just it be is, with. It's it is so great. By far the best feedback we ever get is from people who say, I found my people. Yeah. You know, like it's a really fun thing. Mm. All right. You ready for the Dicer progeny? No. Are we doing this now? Oh, it's, well, yeah, it's I mean, it's in the outtakes, right? Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 So we'll focus on Justin uh, today. This is a conversation Justin and Ethan had uh, when Justin was 10 and Ethan was seven. Ethan said, Justin, you knocked out my tooth when your butt hit my face. Justin, I did. Let me see. Ethan, see, it happened when you bent over. Justin, well, then just call me the nocturnal dentist. Ethan, why? Justin, because I do my work by the moon. I mean, come on. This is why it's everybody's favorite segment, Danae. (laughs) Well, we got to do another one since we skipped last week. What? Yeah. Yeah. Justin, you know what would be ironic? Me. Go ahead. Justin, it would be ironic if DNA stood for do not abbreviate. That's my boy. Yeah, that's (laughs) Who thinks like that at 10 years old? My children. children. My children think like that. Yeah. They obviously listened a little too much to you. (laughs) Justin, 11 years old. Oh, Aaron. No, save it for next week. Ethan, stop picking at your brother. He's not your nose. (laughs) 
great. It is great. You it know, my great. favorite part of the segment is now just Danae's absolute look of resignation. It's it's like I don't want to come across like I am not entertained by your children. I am. I'm more interested in getting to the show. <laughs> no, they're not those kids. They don't even call their dad father. They call him Sir Dicer of Hughes. <laughs> no, they call me dad. <laughs> yeah. No, they're very, they're, they don't, they wouldn't call me aunt because they don't think like that. Like Aaron's not even okay with like uncle Aaron for my daughter. Yeah. It's not that I'm not okay with it. It's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just, it's not the case. Even when I'm talking to my kids, I will say your mother instead of mom. Just He doesn't I, even call Jen mom. Like, hey, no. go talk to like, or hey, mom, can you come in here? Yeah, you or know, hey, like, go talk to mom. I yeah. say, hey, go talk to your mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just weird like that. My words mean, I don't know. The words mean something. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. They mean stuff. I'm stupid, pedantic jerk. That's why I have the job I have. <laughs> yeah, you're perfect for this job. <laughs> if you are under par, you are subpar. That's. That's good. Hold if on. Are we talking about golf? Yes. Uh-huh. If you're above par, that's, you know, that's bad. But oh. so we use subpar as bad, which is fascinating but to me. But what's a birdie? <laughs> it's this little thing that flies in the sky today. Oh, okay. You've never seen a birdie before? <laughs> I just wanted to get, really I strange. really want to clear that up. <laughs> Jonathan, darling, light of my life. Danae has sudden manliness. <laughs> I just want to relate to the audience. So I'm a man now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 